This is episode 98 of How to Human, and in this episode, I want to talk about generalizations and how we add qualifiers to them to make them more palatable to people, and how those qualifiers, even though they make statements more accurate, they actually create a problem for people's understanding of how the world works. And I'm going to use one generalization and talk about how it looks when we add qualifiers and what it does to people's understanding. So here's a generalization. Men prefer things, women prefer people. And that's the generalization. And now I'll add a qualifier. Most men prefer things, most women prefer people. So I'm going to deconstruct those two statements, why they're different, and how the understanding of that topic in the culture changes based on those qualifiers. It's a funny situation that when I say men prefer things, women prefer people, that is actually a less accurate statement than most men prefer things most women prefer people. However, I believe we should be saying the former, men prefer things, women prefer people, over the latter. Most men prefer things, most women prefer people. Because when we add the qualifier, it negates the validity of the pattern. When the pattern comes to light and people are discussing it, people can more easily dismiss the pattern by saying, well, you know, it's kind of true and kind of not true. There are several situations where that's not true. And while that pattern holds somewhat, it isn't true entirely. Therefore, we don't use it as a way to organize our understanding of society. Once we use it as a more certain statement, a pattern that holds true, it becomes something in our conscious understanding that we can say is a pattern that we'll find over and over again. The undercutting of the pattern and the pattern is a fact. We can, it's a different argument whether or not that statement is a fact or is fiction. I'm not even making that point. I think it is, the argument could be made that it is a social construction and not something biological, which is a different conversation, which I frankly don't think is true, that it is a social construction, is a fact based on biology. But as long as we believe it is a fact and there's a pattern that comes from that fact, when we undercut the trueness of that fact by adding the qualifier, it becomes an excuse to not believe it when it's said. It becomes a way for those who don't want to believe it to dismiss its validity. And there are people who don't 
who want to twist ideas to suit their own agenda. And one of the ways people twist ideas to suit their own agenda is by undercutting their trueness. And one of the ways you undercut trueness is by doing just that, by saying that it isn't as true as we think it is. And that little language adjustment makes it so that people get a watered-down version of the statement, and that watered-down version can... It's so hard to explain because it's such a subtle difference, but so important that the watered-down version becomes just a not true statement in people's minds. It becomes so easy to dismiss. And the ease of dismissal means that it isn't a fact that people use when thinking about how things are arranged. We need solid facts to know how things are arranged. And here's the point, is that just because the statement is more true when I say most men prefer things, most women prefer people, even though it's more accurate, it is, it becomes less of an understanding that people use with those qualifiers. It's counterintuitive that a more true statement could be less effectively used as a arranger of ideas in society, but it's true. And I'm not sure it conveys the way that I'm trying to say it, but what happens is if we add qualifiers to everything, then nobody thinks of anything as just true. I was perfectly associated with an argument between two people who were having a discussion online about an article about marriage problems, sex in marriage problems, where it is generally true that when one partner wants more sex than the other, the person who wants less sex is the woman. And there's a female in the argument who was saying that is a sexist statement to make, that it can be either party that wants sex less. And because it's sexist, we shouldn't say it. And what she's saying is that that generalization, that men prefer sex more than women, isn't something we should say because it's sexist, because it's assigning preferences slash certain ideas on gender. And the definition of sexist is when one uses sex to say that one gender has a set of preferences over another, to do any kind of differentiation based on gender. And may, maybe that's her definition of sexism or sexist and that's fine, but we still have to deal with whether or not the statement is true. And 
I can't imagine anybody who doesn't think that men want sex more than women. Again, let's put aside whether or not that's actually true, because I think if you want to argue that point, it's crazy. And whether or not it's a social construction or biology, again, it's crazy. Let's just say that it's true because it is. And if we said most men prefer sex more than women, and or rather in marriages, it is mostly men who want sex more than the wives do. That's a fine statement too, and it's true also. It's in fact, it's even more true because there will be situations where women want more sex than men. And in a way that it's hard for me to convey and it's my job to convey it, if we add these qualifiers, everything has qualifiers. The qualifiers keep people from believing things that are mostly true. It undercuts things. If something is 90% true and we say it's mostly true, which is a fact, then mostly is a slippery slope to nothing or rather to 50-50. That's what I believe. I think that when people hear these ideas repeated and it goes from a true statement, men prefer sex more than women, to most men prefer sex more than women, it is a, a nuanced decrease in the trueness of the original statement that will decline over time. And it's a tool used, when used in the wrong hands, hurts facts as we understand them, as it undercuts their validity. And that's what's scary to me, is I see facts being questioned being turned into not being true and people starting that process with saying well that's mostly true and it is mostly true and that's what's so difficult about this argument is that we're making the statements more true by adding the qualifiers however Adding those qualifiers creates a slippery slope where people who have either bad intentions to change facts from existing by undercutting those facts by changing the language, or they have good intentions by wanting to create a more equitable world where people aren't subject to stereotypes that marginalize people. We have these groups and they have their agendas. And my agenda is let's not forget true things. When we forget true things, the world suffers because 
we don't have anything to rest into, to calibrate against. If everything is just sometimes this, sometimes that, there's a certainty that we lose. And it's in that certainty that we feel comfortable. Fluidity has value. It has value to make sure nobody's feelings get hurt because we can always say, look, sometimes it goes this way, sometimes it goes that way. But it's the concreteness of, look, this is how it is. And I understand it hurts. And I'm not talking about specifically about men and women and genders and those kinds of things, but these boundaries are important. We can't cut against these boundaries because people are going to lose themselves in fluidity and just think nothing is true and think the world is much softer than it is. These boundaries hurt people. This is mine. This is yours. This is true. This is false. And if these things are all half true or partially true, it's a way to protect people's feelings. And it's good for that purpose, protecting people's feelings, but bad for the long run of making sense of the world. And I'm going to end that here in this pretty vague, pretty abstract episode of How to Human.